Welcome to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisperer podcast for Kickstarters. I'm Richard Bliss, the Game Whisperer, and I and you're listening to episode 39 of Funding the Dream. You know, as I get to watch Kickstarter and, and track all the projects that are out there, it's fun to see projects that kind of come out of nowhere and, and have spectacular success. Now, success is me- measured differently. If you have a project that's $400, $500, or um, $50,000, that success can be certainly in the eye of the beholder. In this case, I've invited a group of people on the show whose project is about to end this week. The project is called The Presidential Game, and I have invited the backers or the owners of that project to come on and kind of talk about it because I've been intrigued by the what I perceive as a happy accident of the success of their project, not to take away from the effort they put into it, but uh, it's really fun to see. I have on the show with me, and I'd like to welcome them, Regina Glocker, Russ Patrick, Christopher Patrick, and Hank Stample. Did I get the, everybody's name right? Yep. Yes, okay. perfect. Thank you, Richard. Excellent. It's great to be here. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, this is really interesting. So the presidential game, who wants to take the lead here and tell me just real quick what the presidential game is and kind of uh, the idea behind it? The presidential game is essentially a board game where you keep score by using the electoral college votes. You play in two teams, Democrats and Republicans. You roll dice, you get chance cards, and each turn you decide whether you're going campaigning or fundraising. You get so many chips, and then you try to control the different states. So that it's a little bit like risk, but on a map of the U.S. with the electoral college votes. At the end of the day, it has a great little educational element, but you don't need to know anything about politics to play the game and to really have a great time playing it. You know, I, I watched your video, and I really enjoyed the fact that uh, you kind of mentioned that it's about the Electoral College, and then you kind of stated that it ha- if you have no interest in the Electoral College, you'll still enjoy playing the game. Right, and we hope, actually, maybe you'll, you might tune in and learn a little bit more about other stuff going on. It might just catch your attention just a little bit. Just a little bit. So let's, let's go over uh, kind of who we have on the, on the program here and kind of the roles. We have, Regina, you're, uh, you're the, the game designer. It's, it, the game is your idea, right? That's correct. So I started thinking about the game back in the fall of 2008. Uh, you know, we had maps and chips, and we were trying to figure out how you could do something that was all about winning the presidency because there didn't seem to be a main lo- mainstream game that dealt with that topic, which I found actually sort of surprising. Um, so we played the game multiple different iterations, and finally we got to a point in time this fall where we actually thought we had a really good game that kids and adults liked. Okay, and then I think, uh, if I understand correctly, that's when you kind of came into touch with uh, Russ and, uh, and Christopher, who kind of helped you take it to the next step. Right, so I went to see Russ, and I said, I've invented this game, and I need some art. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> so, so, Russ, you're on the call. What did you see when she came to you? Kind of what went through your head when you saw this? I thought she had a great idea. And, um, you know, it's a nice, uh, a nice challenge and, a, and something different to, to do. We've been primarily doing... Uh, uh, launches for uh, electronics companies and uh, and uh, office uh, product companies, and uh, you know, so this is uh, definitely a, a nice uh, difference in the type of work that we're doing. Okay, so, so kind of a fun project. I mean, this is yeah, out, kind of a fun project. Yeah, very interesting, very uh, intriguing, and uh, and then. 
as we learned more about the game and how to play it, uh, it was even more fun to, to work on it. Okay, and then, uh, so you, you, Regina, you, you came up with the idea. Russ and Christopher here then stepped up and made that a reality so that you had something tangible in your hands. And the artwork is the presidential seals and that type of thing are spectacular. I love the, uh, the photos that I see on the website. Now you had this thing, and then the next question is, okay, now you have to get it to market and kind of so how did that happen how did you because that's where hank steps in right that's where hank steps in so um you know christopher russ and i were all convinced that we that we had this really sort of interesting cool game uh, but we weren't exactly sure what to do about it and we're like okay how do we take it to the next level and then we got to know hank a little bit better and he says i have it all figured out for you you got to put it on kickstarter <laughs> and we all were like hmm, what's kickstarter what, what is this and uh, so hank walked us through all of that and then really helped devise um, a great sort of social media plan to get us to where we are now. Okay, and so Hank, you had some experience with Kickstarter in the past, right? This is 100% correct. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yes, I, um, I did Kickstarter myself for my personal CD to try to fundraise money for it, and I first time set it at 20000 and got up to about 12000 and was very sad because it was a month of crazy hard work. It was so much harder than I ever anticipated it to be. And Kickstarter immediately wrote back to me that, you know, don't give up. You've raised 12000 Jump back on for a lower amount and try to regain all those pledges again. And so we did. Um, Kickstarter actually made me the king of the campaign because I just had such crazy fun ideas. I'd hold events and instead of a cocktail menu, it was the pledge menu on the tables and, and just I fought for it. So I do have experience with Kickstarter. And, that, and that's really, I think, important component here is that most people, well, everybody, not most, everybody I've ever talked to who has done a Kickstarter campaign, whether they've succeeded or failed, has have, had said one thing. It takes a lot of work, a lot more work than you would think that you're going into this, right? Yes, it, uh, it essentially takes over your life. It does. For the time it is. Well, a couple of reasons. It's like watching your own personal stock ticker. And speaking of our own personal stock ticker, uh, you guys are kind of in that boat right now, right? Uh, your project is, uh, as we're recording this, five days away. I think we're going to put this up on Wednesday. We're going to be four days away. And you are right now sitting at about 92 93%. If I look at the – you are 3000 $65 away from your goal of $35,000. It went up, by the way, as we've been recording. <laughs> I love that. When I see the, we've had a lot of people come in in the past 24 hours, you know, at 35 or 70 bucks um, a clip. Some who we know, some who we don't know. And so that's, the past 24 hours has actually been great. And that's traditionally what you'll see. You'll see this huge surge of people who have been meaning to back you up, but then they're like, they keep putting it off. And then they see the update that, oh, I've only got a few more days or a few more hours, and then those numbers start to climb. That's exactly it. I mean, they open the email the first time. They say, oh, I have three weeks. Um, I don't have the time to do this now. And it really takes, at the end, the constant updates, the constant, I mean, text messages, emails, phone calls, just getting everyone on board to really support what it's a great idea, you know? Right, and so uh, let's talk about your campaign to do this. I've watched the video. I've kind of got to meet all of you a little bit through that experience. But as I see your updates, you guys kind of took, and I think this, Hank, that you were probably the one that did this, you kind of took an untraditional route to success. And let me, before you answer that, let me just bring our readers, our listeners up to speed. 
Uh, most people already know, if they've listened to the show, that Kickstarter puts out the statistics, and on average, 46% of their projects succeed. Uh, over half fail. And in the board game space, that's pretty accurate. It's right around 46 to 48% of the board game projects in 2012, so far this year, have failed. You guys have asked for $35,000. You're sitting right now just shy of that with uh, five days to go. Good indications that you're going to make it. But most companies, most don't. Uh, over half don't. But you guys did, and you had some challenges there. So let's first talk about kind of how you originally approached this to raise the money. What was your first kind of strategy to go after $35,000 for a presidential family board game? The first strategy was um, email blast to our community surrounding us. Um, with Kickstarter, that is your number one supporter, are people that you actually know and who are close to you. And so, you so, send, so let me just say, you send out an email. What kind of response did you get from that within the first, uh, let's say, 24 hours? Actually, within the first week, we, we had raised $10,000, which is pretty remarkable. It is, but in the first 24 hours, did you see how much you got within that first 24 hours? Um, I'd have to log in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, I, ha- I have to. I have to. I have to look at that. I, you know, I think. Uh, yeah, the first week was great for us. Um, if I took away one lesson from that, I would have put a higher price point. Uh, our our top level at that point in time was five hundred dollars, and I think we had people who probably would have pledged a thousand dollars if that was the higher level, um, if that was an option when they first came in. So you added that later on, because what's your highest? We- Yes, now we're at fifteen hundred, um, and yes, we um, definitely. We if I, I'm not sure anyone would have given fifteen hundred who's sitting in that five hundred camp, but I think we might have had a couple of people who would have been at a thousand dollars. And that is one of the first things that you learn is that put it out there, um, give people an opportunity of giving you lots of money because you just never know if somebody's feeling particularly generous as they as they buy into your dream. And and you should never limit their ability and capacity to give, right? That's probably one of the first lessons you learn. Right. Okay. Yeah, I got the answer to the first question. Is that, okay. you know, I think we all moved very quickly. You know, they, we uh, we had Hank come in with the Kickstarter idea, and the toy show or fair was upon us. And, uh, you know, we all really hustled to to get a product that uh, that Regina could take and – and pound the pavement with, you know, we got it. We got her. She went over to the toy show. Uh, we were able to, you know, uh, get uh, the website up and and really start talking to people about visiting the Kickstarter site. And uh, and it was a, it was a, a work in progress, you know, all the way through. Like like Regina just said, with setting a higher price point and. Um, you know, trying to organize events locally to get people excited and uh, and to generate traffic to the site. Uh, very valid point. You uh, actually, we hadn't mentioned that, you got a chance to go and show this game off in the middle of your Kickstarter campaign at the New York Toy Fair, right? Yes. And that's uh, now from you and I talking, you were kind of tucked way back in the in the basement in the corner, but still you were there and you got some exposure from that. We did get some exposure from that, and the other interesting thing that I would say that came out of that is, you know, we ran our Kickstarter video. We had a big TV monitor in the booth, and we ran that Kickstarter video, and many of the people who came by, even at that show, were unaware of Kickstarter. 
um, had never heard about it. So there was a lot of education about Kickstarter that we did at the Toy Fair. So um, that's an interesting segue then, because then, uh, as we allow Hank to continue here, that is, you did some some uh, some event-driven type activities, not online, but in person, right? Yes, those are like the number one most important things to do, I think. Well, and that's interesting because most people aren't in the capacity to hold an event to raise significant funding uh, it just because a lot of these people are putting out a board game. In your case, you had that chance. What, how, how, did you, how did that occur? And I'm specifically talking about the American Hotel and your, kind of your launch party. Well, I think that most venues, is something people don't ever take into consideration is if you can say to a venue, hey, I'm going to bring you 20 people to the front of your venue, they're going to be excited that you're coming, and they're going to support you and help you because you're bringing them business as well. So Everyone who comes in is not going to just look at the board game and leave. So they're going to buy a drink, or so, they're going to stay for dinner. So you're talking about like a bed and breakfast or a restaurant or a hotel restaurant. or a, a bar yep. or something like that. Or a lounge, yep. Okay, excellent idea. And in your case, you guys picked the American Hotel. Correct. And then, and then what happened? How, then, the, because there's a. I, I do. I, I do have to be clear though. The American Hotel is in our network. We all spend a fair amount of time there. So. Right. <laughs> they know as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're going to go down to the Marriott Marquis in Times Square and 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 hit them up and say, hey, let, you know, let us hold an event. In Anything, your is, lobby. Possible. It is, <laughs> Anything true. is possible. It is true. Anything is possible. Um, so in your case, you went to a local uh, a local place that you had in your network. You made the pitch and you held this event, and then. But you had some challenges because the people who showed up, just like at the Toy Fair, weren't exactly aware of Kickstarter, right? So how did you overcome no, that? We were, Go ahead. we were one step ahead because we had the laptops ready, and they would actually sit down, and we would get them to pledge on-site with us there. We'd help them through Kickstarter. Which you had learned, Hank, from actually one of your earlier runs. So one of the challenges that we faced is we have a we have a network of a lot of people who are 40 and over, who um, you know may not be as computer savvy, may not quickly realize that you go through Amazon on Kickstarter, may think it's all a fraud. So by helping them and quickly registering them and helping them through the process and making it as easy for them to give why they're at the site and thinking about it, we found that to be actually very, very helpful. So we would have people who would go and get a drink, and then they'd come back and they'd order. You know, or we'd go get them at the bar and say, okay, you can now come over and, and do it. So that, that, I think, was very critical to making that event a big success. And, how, and what I, kind of, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to also add that, you know, one of the, one of the, I think one of the greatest things uh, that can also contribute to, to the success of, of that thing was, was that, you know, it doesn't take hours to learn, you know. The game is, is very intuitive, and, and you could sit down with somebody who just walked in and, and five minutes later be playing with the game with them and, and uh, bring them over to the laptop and, and say, you know, if you're really enjoying this, you know, pledge. And so it was almost like a fundraiser. Uh, it, well, it literally was a fundraiser, wasn't it? You bring people in, had the game set out. They're playing, was it a prototype? You had one or two prototypes out? Yes. That's exactly right. We had one prototype out. The other thing, though, is um, Chris and Russ put together a fantastic ad, which we did run in the local paper. We got mentioned in other papers in their community calendar as to what was going on, and we did see actually some very nice traffic from that of people who were really interested in the concept of a game around the Electoral College. So, I mean, we had a very diverse crowd of people who came up and who came to see us that evening. So, uh, so when you say 
Yes. So traditionally, most board games try to do almost everything exclusively online. In your case, you you really took this old school uh, newspapers, uh, an event driven activity. And and how much of your funding do you think came from that? What percentage of your funding came from that kind of uh, personal face to face type? Uh, personal is number one, 100 percent. That's um the highest number has been people who actually just log into Kickstarter and then type in the presidential game. That is from somebody saying, please go here, please help us, versus the second thing that's the, the most active is Facebook. They see the link, they see it on a friend's page, they see it on our page, they click it, and then get to the Kickstarter page. Interesting. But definitely number one is meet and greet. Interesting. Very different than traditional. Like I said, kind of a happy accident because your approach to this was very different than the other traditional board games that have succeeded or failed online. And so that's why I was uh, very intrigued by what you've done. Well, this is great. So um, as we wrap up here in the last few minutes, uh, the game is about to, it's going to succeed at this point with a five days left. And, and I'm sitting here, even as we're talking, clicking to watch it. I want to see it click over to the $32,000. Are you, are you guys, What's the future here? Um, this is your first taste with this. You've had some success. You've got yourself a board game out there. Are we going to see another? Are we going to see this group of uh, very interesting group of people come together and do another one? First, we've got to make we've got to make this one successful. So <laughs> we got a long way to go. <laughs> Well, it's gonna it's gonna be successful. You got 172 backers. You've got uh, just shy of $32,000 with $3,000 to go. Uh, it's gonna be a, a lot of fun. The game is designed. Uh, Russ and Christopher, what's uh, what's the name of your uh, your company? We are uh, Solution Design and Marketing Communications LLC. Okay. In Harvard, uh, New York. All right. And so you guys have done a fabulous job of making this look beautiful. Hank, do you offer your services out to other people, or was this just kind of a personal thing that you did for Regina and, and her team? Um, no, no. Yes, I do. I have a company. It's called Social Pro PR. Um, people can find me online. Okay. And uh, and you're just and if they want to look up your Kickstarter project, uh, what was the name of that? Um, Official Hank was the way they can find that one. They can actually see the the one that did not make it, and they can see the one that did make it. Which is, as we wrap up, which is a critical piece for everybody to remember who's listening, is that failure is not the end on Kickstarter. If you fail, like in your first project, um, you can easily just retool it, rework it, put it back up, and uh, you know, kind of make a correction you on it. You learn a lot, and it is a lot of work. That's right. Okay. Well, it, I think that uh, we've got and into our time. I want to say thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. The, the, the show's going to go up here and people can listen and tune in to watch you guys fund your dream here. This has just been fun to watch and have some excitement. Any last questions or comments anybody wants to make as we, uh, as we wrap up? Richard, it was great. Thank you. <laughs> what, what's that? Thank, thank you. What, Hank, what did you say? I said, get your game. Get your copy of this That's game. It's a really fun game, and it's, it's really exciting. Okay, so let's just make sure everybody knows how to go find it. It's called The Presidential Game. It's on Kickstarter. You can easily find it, and you'll see everybody's names kind of listed out there as it's putting this project together. And uh, Regina, something kind of cool, like a good pledge, the 500, your name will actually be printed on the game forever. You get your name on a game. It's really neat. Immortality. And you've had four backers at the $1,500 level. So, uh, And you've got seven remaining of the $1,000 level, so people should scramble quick to get those last $7,000 uh, pledges. That's what we want to see, right, uh, right, Regina? 
That's perfect. But anyone who just wants a game, thirty-five dollars, we'll we'll send you a game, and that will make us very happy too. Perfect. Well, thank you very much to everyone for for uh, joining us today. This has been a lot of fun to kind of to talk to you guys about uh, the success of your campaign. You we have appreciate been, it very oh, much. Thank you. Thank you. A, you're welcome. Okay. Thanks, hey, thanks, guys. You have been listening to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisperer podcast for Kickstarters. We've been joined by the team behind the presidential game about to fund. They're looking at a $35,000 goal. Be sure to go and take a, take a look at their project. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, um, Regina and her team have inspired you that you'll pursue your own dream, and we might see that on Kickstarter so we can help you fund your dream. Thank you for listening. Take care. <laughs>